0: Hello and welcome to The Comedian's Outlook. I'm Luke Anthony, and this week I'm joined by fellow comedian Winter Fonander. He's been going for about seven years, has toured internationally and is just an absolute joy to speak to. As usual with recording podcasts, we hadn't hit record until partway through the conversation but we definitely recorded the best bits. So please welcome to the show Winter Fonander. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me winter it's um i've heard a lot about you i'm, I'm good friends with um chris norton walker mm. and, and rob Coleman, so i've heard a bit about you fire those guys and i, I think it was chris chris who had recommended us do a podcast yeah. together so um well, thanks for having me on luke yeah yeah. and so i, I had a little look into your history um and Originally started with acting, and then you studied production at university. Uh, I start, yeah, I started with um, a, a little bit of
1: acting, and uh, but I didn't, I didn't, uh, I was like only for like really small stuff, like um, like uh, some extra stuff, you know, like that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I did, I did. Uh, uh, um, I did some sort of uh, media production in, in college is what I did but uh, I got really lucky when I was doing a course because I, I, I messed up in school big time you know I think most comedians are like you know that's the classic it's like okay I, I was just bored I just had no concentration I think they had like a little bit of um, ADHD because I just had my mom right I'll tell you this that she didn't let me have any sugar when I was a kid <laughs> and so which is a real bad idea for when you do have a little bit of sugar it just sends you off the deep end yeah. you know so that was my gateway drug really uh, and so when <laughs> I did have that um, even food like even Little bit shut up, go off, go off on one big time. But basically, so I, I knew I had a lot of energy. I knew I had a lot of uh, uh, just um, hyperactivity, and and I didn't know where to channel that. And in Ireland, there's no path or route to get to. Acting, really, yeah, or yeah. Um, any sort of performance, especially in the school I was in. It was either you did you did a trade, or you did like agriculture, or you did like um, you know you did building or you, or farming, and that's what you had to do. Like you know, that was all you had to do. And so I went to the career guidance counselor, like, what do you want to do? I said, so I wanted, I don't know, but I want to, I want to be like, is there a thing like a clown and like just just do mm-hmm. yeah. just. Quantity surveyor, like there were so many quantity surveyors in my in my year, it was like, I mean, how can we all get a job in quantity surveying? It was ridiculous. So, um not that I wanted to do that anyway. I mean, just like the graffiti on the ground, that was great of just X's everywhere like, and like and O's. But <laughs> I've rude. been to Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. And
0: and we'll get on to Ireland in a bit because it's something that um my family's from Ireland. Mm-hmm. And, and but you say that everyone's a quantity surveyor, but they still mm-hmm. haven't built a fucking motorway. Yep. And they still haven't got. They still haven't got their directions mm. right because mm. wherever I went, they were like, "It's just up the road and around the corner." Mm-mm. Everything is up, and I yeah. thought I thought this was a stereotype, and I thought this was a little bit racist mm. until I went there, and it'll be a five mile walk, and mm. there'll be hundreds of corners, mm. and it wouldn't just be up the road; it'd be ten miles down the road, and I'd have to ask hundreds of other people that keep saying the same thing mm. as you go. But they're—I think they're all on—they're all on zero-hour uh, contracts, aren't
1: they? are all on 0 hour contracts is not it? You know? <laughs> they are all sort of like uh, apprentices, aren't they? just go, oh yeah, just add. so they don't really know. They're just asking the next guy who's been the apprentice longer than them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. If that's what it is, so they're all—everyone's a quantity surveyor in Ireland. Yeah. But none of them are any good at it, <laughs> or a, or or like a farmer. But like we didn't. Have, I don't know. a Farmer as a kid, I'd like a a, a small uh, like a kind of small holding. Like we had goats, we'd chickens, we'd like yeah. geese and stuff. Fox got nearly every one of them, apart from the goats that we ate. Uh, but like yeah. uh, you know, and so um. But yeah, that's so growing up there it was like it was, it was really cool. But it's like there's no root, you know. So uh, when I went into uh, when I started going to trying and get some, get some acting work, I get some um, some extra work, which was uh, which was uh, which. Further down the line a little bit, but I did my media production because I, I messed up in school. Yeah, it's a guy that was doing a promotion video in my in my secondary school, uh, St. Fagans Dellacell Skibbereen. Uh, Skibbereen has <laughs> been mentioned. The only place that's been mentioned, Skibbereen, is, is in Alan Partridge. If you have ever seen it, oh yeah, yeah. When the two boys is a gremlin and comes over from RT, he goes, oh. Oh. And, and Alan goes, Alan Partridge goes, oh where uh, whereabouts you from? He goes, I'm from Cork, Alan. And Alan says, <laughs> whereabouts in Cork? And, and he says, and uh, Gra- uh, Gra- think Graham think says, look, you'd never have heard of it, in, this place in Cork. Look, and Alan goes try me and he goes <laughs> Skibbereen, and, and Alan goes never heard of it and that's, <laughs> so that's the best known unknown place in Ireland you know so uh, I did uh, so anyway so I, I was uh, in Skibberine and, and this this Stringer cameraman who works in uh, War Zones was doing a promotion video for the safe Factors De La Salle, and so I did some work experience with him and I got like a year and a half um, uh, work experience with him after okay. that too and he was a really nice guy Stephen Bean really helped me out big time he got me into uh, media production I was like oh man I'm behind the camera this is fun it's creative I'm visual very visual so I was like okay great let's let's see what we can do here and also it was the only lifeline I had because I was not studying anything in school. <laughs> I was like all over the place and, uh, and so he did this uh, this promotion video and helped me out with that. And then I, I, from that, I did my leaving leaving certificate, which is basically like your A levels over here, I think. And uh, so, yeah, did my, your leaving school exams. So I did did, did that, and I'd got some okay. I managed to pull it out of the fire at the end, you know, and 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 then did a uh, multimedia course that he was running up in a place called Buttervent, which is like North Cork, right? Um, which is, like, way north, like, 70 miles from where I, li- where I lived. Oh, wow. And uh, I know it's a bit, it sounds like a lot, but over here I drive so much. I'm like, that is nothing yeah. now, you know? <laughs> I'd probably go home after after the, the class if I was living there now. But, but like, so I did that, and it was a tiny little one-horse town, and I was hitching out from a place called Mallow, was where I was living, which was, like, a, an old... It's a real, like, a sort of like a, a race uh like a bit of a, a a bit of a pikey town Mallow is right because okay. there's, there's, a, there's a Mallow race course a race course there right and so I was hitching out to this course and I got a lift with this guy and I kind of I can talk so I was talking to this guy I said ah you know chatting away because you're trying to keep the conversation going yeah, yeah, in the yeah. car because you don't want to be a boring passenger you're like this guy's giving give me a lift you know you want to be keep it that's what they want <laughs> you know a bit of a story this guy was alright so so we got chatting to this guy and uh, his name was John I forget his last name and he turns out he, I was excited to build stone walls in my, uh, uh, like you know, dry stone, wet stone ditches, all this kind of stuff, you know, yeah, and, like yeah. gables of houses. That was my first job. I was when I first started that, I was thirteen years old, right? And such, such an Irish job to do. Um, isn't that? <laughs> well, there was, there was not much else to do, you know, that paid yeah. well, uh, and uh, so I, I, and but I, I was terrible at it because I, I could barely lift a bucket of cement. So I covered myself in cement every day. <laughs> I was just there for comedy value, really. As long as I didn't break anything, I was all right. I was still getting paid, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so I get co- I covered in cement. On, on, uh, and and uh, and but I, so I managed to learn a bit while I was there, and uh, and on the weekends and like summer holidays and everything, and and so basically when I was on the, getting this lift to this uh, to this multimedia course I was doing in film, this guy I was chatting to this guy telling him I built stone walls. He said, "Oh, I need a wall building." I was like, "Great!" Uh, so I did it in my midterm break over this uh, multimedia course, and uh, turns out this guy John, he w- he looked after he spotted and found uh, Jonathan Rhys Myers the actor yeah, yeah, and I was like oh wow and I was like and like I because I'm because I'm from West Cork I, I'd never I'd never met anyone famous like so I, I, I met him and I was only like I was 18 I was no was, yeah I was 18 just turned 18 so I was really green like and I, I and I went to his house and he was there and I was just starstruck I was like what could I say to this guy what could I possibly connect with this guy that's going to make any <laughs> any dents or any sort of form any, me overthinking a big time whereas it should be like how's it going man yeah what are you up to okay cool that's nice you know but and he could just so I made it so awkward, like you know, it was yeah. just you, like it was, it was the most awkward. I'm just he could just see, and with with me, I'm quite, uh, I'm, I'm an open book is the fact that like my face will tell you exactly what I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, and which is good and bad for stand up. When I first started, was like, oh my god, this guy's look at this guy's face. He's just like, you know, uh, <laughs> are you happy? You don't look happy, you know. You're supposed to give your your happiest face, you know. And as you as you shed your skins, yeah, that gradually gets gets changed. But but yeah, when I was there and so he was sitting, John Therese Myers was sitting there and I was like, I don't know how I managed to sum up the courage to... uh to ask him to do an interview for me and he said yeah no problem so he did the interview for me and I was like I had no self-awareness whatsoever <laughs> so I was asking him questions like that were like so you were featured in the uh, FHM top 100 men for 1999? how does that make you feel <laughs> what an asshole like, what an asshole of a question like you know so, and so I did that and uh, he I say that I got some um, I got my degree because uh, because like so all the things I did like uh, so I created a portfolio from that that. And, uh, and like, yeah, it was just spit I, I watched a, the only time I was invited around to kind of just chill with Johnny, uh, Jonathan Reese Myers. Uh, I we sat there watching the fifth element, you know. Yeah. I, I'd never seen it, I'd never seen it before. I think it was got like he got like a preview a copy, so we sat there very awkwardly because I was like, I, I was not relaxed in any way, like. <laughs> and so, after I'd finished the, the building the stone wall, and in Ireland, like, you know, you can uh, this back in the this was like 90, this is like no, 2000 this was. You could drive around Ireland with no licence whatsoever there was no one ever going to stop you you know uh, but like so when, when I was building this stone wall the guy who the guy John uh, weird John and Johnny the guy who looked after me with John as well said go on you can drive that uh, load all I was like I've never even driven a car you know I was like "Draw, oh, okay this is fine just <laughs> picking up stuff and going around <laughs> surprised it didn't like just destroy anything like you know it was, so uh, but yes I finished that and uh, I've just had a lot of luck you know kind of things like that but the weird thing was about this story is um, talking about the acting Years later, after I finished my degree in Wolverhampton, don't like to brag, Luke. Yeah. Uh, I finished that and uh, a degree in multimedia—not uh, in, sorry, in, sorry in media production—and uh, I, I I managed to I went back, moved back to Dublin because I got a job there, and uh, and and so I couldn't get it because I got loads of work experience in places like about at about five or six work placements, and you start to get a bit jaded after going. Okay, well, how many cups of tea would you like? And You're like, okay, you just you have there. You're just yeah. work, for, and you're there for two weeks, and you're working your ass off trying to make you know be happy and be the, the sort of like you know enthusiastic, motivated you know go getter with show, you know showing initiative. And then uh, on like the, the you see someone that's new, a girl, and on the second day, they'd have a job. Not, not to do with the fact that they're very attractive and you know, they're, <laughs> they're you know, that they're, they're, you know, they're blonde, attractive and whatever it is. And they they got the job in the second day. It's like, yeah, we need someone like you. But I mean, I was like, I was lifting stuff. I was moving stuff. I've moved whole floors to other floors, you know? So on this work experience placement, but so it started to get a bit like grind on me a little bit. And I was like, Hmm, I'm not, not getting anywhere with this. So uh meet with media production. So anyway, um I went, tried, worked on the cruise ships for a little bit as a fitness instructor and uh, I had a lot of fun there. It was really good, and just really experienced the um, uh, the life there. But before I went uh, in on twelfth of July two thousand and four, I did my first gig, my first uh, comedy set. Right? Yeah. Um, and. It was uh, I, I did a course because I was like I I know I I could because I moved to the, the UK I kind of seen there was I saw there was more routes to get to places and and like you know at, at places you could act you could you could get training though because there was nowhere to go in Ireland really like apart from like the big courses which I just couldn't afford yeah yeah um, so it was um, so uh, the when I was in Wolverhampton I did a little bit of acting for my media production course. And then I, I was just kind of, just sort of expanded. It's like research this, get into this. What do I need to learn? What do I need to absorb some culture because that wasn't really available or encouraged, you know. So um, and there was no real route for that. And if you kind of like were interacting or drama, just you know, back in the day, you were gay. That was what it was, you know. <laughs> oh, drama just it must, must be uh, reading play, plays and poetry. just so that's that's fierce gay. That is like you know, it's like, and so that. But that was the that was the mentality back then. But you know, that's a very old uh, uh, <laughs> uh, pattern. But like so. When I uh, anyway so after the doing uh, work experience I moved uh, went to, to on cruise ships and then i I came back to Ireland and then I was like right I try to try again send off all the CVs and then got uh, a job in Satanta sports and while uh, but but while I was trying to get that job when I moved to Dublin, I when I didn't have a job uh, when I didn't have a job I moved to Dublin I was doing some um, some extra work for the tutors. Okay. And I was on season two. You can see me at the uh, opening credits uh, dressed as one of the page boys right next to Jonathan rhys Mars. Now, the thing is, when I first met Jonathan rhys Mars in 2000, and this is like, oh, this is maybe about oh, five or six years later. Is it six? Yeah, it must be six years later. Yeah. And no, no maybe it was eight years later. And so I was there and uh, he was... Um, I was in the page boy and then I was like "John Rhys Morris coming onto the set and I was like he's gonna he's gonna I was like I won't say anything I'm just gonna see if he recognises me (laughs) did he recognise me did he know? I mean imagine imagine how many people he meets like but you know I'm just one but I'm the guy with Winter people call me by my name there's only one Winter Winter. I can imagine on set but I mean he must have again I made it really awkward because I was like you know I'm not going to say hello to him first why didn't I say hello to him it was stupid because we're both working I guess I want to be professional but also I wanted him to recognise me but it didn't happen Luke basically that was the story I was like oh never mind you know I I thought we were friends we watched remember the time we
0: watched The Fifth Element together (laughs) yeah we shared popcorn together. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We we shared an awkward moment together, like eight years ago. You know, that's it. But um, we did yeah. we did the old fashioned version of Netflix and chill. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know, we
1: actually watched a film. Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, and then that's I think that's uh, yeah. So and then what I do after that? Then it's
0: uh, yeah, so so, so, comedy. So, so that brings sorry. us into comedy, doesn't it? Mm-mm. I mean, so. You you like you started off with with acting and we're kind of dabbling in acting. Mm-hmm. You know, studied production because you thought oh that's us give this yeah. a go. Mm. Met met one of your heroes. Yeah. Um, lost one of your heroes, mm. and then you, you, you turned to comedy. And so from from that, so what was it about comedy that attracted you more so than acting? Because we've got similar beginnings in that sense, mm. and I'm just quite interested to see what why why comedy not why acting. comedy. Um, well, like
1: I did the acting to begin with. I, I took an interest in acting, but I was also very interested in presenting. It's what yeah. I wanted to do because uh, uh, I was we still involved in TV. I was like, okay, TV. I, do I want to be behind the camera? I want to be a cameraman. Th- that I I, I could, could, didn't manage to get into that. So I was like, okay, well, I'd like to be. I'd like to see if I could do presenting. And I was always very um, sort of energetic and. And uh, and sort of like enthusiastic, so I thought, mm. oh, okay, that that transfers on on film. So let's see if I can pursue that. And uh, I did a few auditions for uh, the presenting side. I did one for the. Ideal world shopping. This is like the years ago. And they said, okay, Rip, choose a product uh, that you want to sell. It was like, so, so sell, you know, it's a TV shopping company up in Redditch. And I was, I did that. And so when I said but I, the thing I took was a mini disc, mini disc player yeah and, and you know a mini disc players they've got so many functions, and so I died a horrible smoky death on that set I was <laughs> like, oh no it was it was it was so bad um but like I so I did another few, audition for another couple of places but but yeah, I just wasn't I just a problem was I just wasn't confident enough enough. because yeah. I, really, I didn't really the acting was very minimal, and as I said you know that interaction with uh Jonathan Reese Myers, I was I was terrified, you know, even talking to someone it was like all oh, this paranoia and, and the, the, the self-worth thing that we talked about before we started recording. Because I think that's what the the comics they, they, they are doing stand up to correct a certain facet of their their character. I think that that's what I, I feel for well maybe I am generalising
0: but I speak for myself. Yeah. That or or the world. Mm. So some might come out and speak about worldly issues mm. and or current affairs and things because they want to have a comedic impact on those things. Mm. Um for me and I think yourself it was more that you you're quite inward looking in that sense and constantly kind of observing how you're behaving and how you mm. how you're coming across to other people and mm. and, and you, you're in to get to this point where where you can start seeing the funny side to that. Mm. Whereas become a crack like something that's prevented you from succeeding in the past is now actually just everything that you are and that's now your product and and i think i i think when you tell stories and you tell self-deprecating stories or scrapes about things that have happened to you Mm. then you have to often face very very dark experiences Mm. things that at the time were very intense and sad and hurtful and painful and then Turn that into something that's going to maybe people laugh at you, which is mm-hmm. a very weird, mm-hmm. weird thing to do. <laughs> but it's like it, it's you're, so you're, you're, your so your 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 weakness
1: is like, like your strength. It's like it's interesting what Tom Mayhew does. You know, he's turned his shyness into his his strength. With uh, like, he doesn't even look at the audiences. It's, it's an interesting uh, reverse of what everyone else is doing. Yeah. But it's but I th- I think that you the further you you d- look inward. The more your 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 weaknesses are just are shed, and you become something completely different to what you were to start with. You know that person that you were when you started stand up comedy mm. is completely gone now. You may have drawn from those self deprecating uh, uh, moments and and like and uh, as you say scrapes in your life, but but after a while you like those. Those don't, aren't you anymore. They don't fit you. You, you, uh, you as you say, we say, you, you evolve to, to something mm. new, which is which is a wonderful thing, which is which is a uh, which is exciting. So every time you kind of like do something new on stage, oh man, this is this is changing me. Not necessary, and and so really. If it's changing you, it's changing the world, you know, even if you say that you're just trying to make people laugh, you're also affecting everyone else in your life Mm. by becoming a better person. Mm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people who are political and talk about like, uh, you know, issues are happening now. And I think that's fine. If that's what you want to do on stage, great. But for, for me personally, I just want to give them the best night they could possibly have, you know. And it's it's their, their it's their Friday and Saturday night. I want them to to just go home. And go, God, we saw a good show tonight. Yeah. Um. There's not many. There's not many times when like you, you can you can feel that from a, a from a, a crowd. I remember there's one one or two places, but I remember one, Sean Meal. Uh, really good comic. He's an ex snooker player, professional snooker player. He's brilliant. He was had a lot of TV uh, like in the nineties, I think. Yeah, and he is like a, a deliciously uh, like angry comic. Uh, and and he was on this gig in in Plymouth in the B Bar, and I was emceeing, and it was it was just cracking. Crack it's a really lovely gig to play. And the opening act did great. I was i seeing it was just flowing man, it was really fun. And then the uh I say the opening act did great, it was from, from Wales, and then the middle act did wonderful as well, and then like the 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 closer, which was Sean Mio, just absolutely tore the roof off it and you could just feel the the energy of the people and they were walking out just like just in a daze. You could you could like they're like Jeez, we've already seen something tonight, and that's the kind of thing I want them to do. I, 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 I don't necessarily think that unless you have a following of uh, or a political following, that it's got necessarily sort of like the uh, it's 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 it's, it's, it's const- unless you have a very political political following, I don't really think that uh politicizing Friday or Saturday night in a just a, a regular comedy club is. Um, is sort of like is made necessarily the the right place to do it, you know yeah. what I mean? I think you go go do your your one man show or one one person show, yeah. and then yeah, and 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 do and bring your all your political crowd, do that, and that's great, because that is the place for it. But if you do one on a, on a on a on a Friday and Saturday night, I think I think it's a it's you're just sort of they, those people have, have paid money to just to laugh, yeah, not to just be that's true, you know, that's to, true. to be to be um because sometimes it's it's a bit schooling, it's gonna it's schooling, and you're like okay, you're teaching, great, do that at like a, a fringe or like a uh, 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 your, your specific event I, I feel yeah. that's just my opinion anyway yeah, it could be you know it's everyone's got their own I
0: mean, it's interesting because because it, because by the time Friday and Saturday comes the working person has already heard all of this stuff on the radio hmm. and they've seen any of the panel shows the current panel shows or radio shows that are comedy shows hmm. all of the jokes that could possibly have been done on that yeah. the, on those politics has already been done hmm. on TV to uh, to to millions of people yeah. thousands of people so by the time they get to Friday and Saturday, there's already an old joke, and That's it. and I, I, I mean, I there is a place for it, and mm. you, and it is a necessary place platform to to do it because mm. you know some great comedians like um, Alex Keeley, who's mm. a f- phenomenal comedian, and and he's he's very political. Mm. He does kill it and absolutely does really well in in comedy clubs. Mm. But he is—he comes into his own and his best when he does his Edinburgh show and and does mm. his thing for his whole hour because he's got his audience watching him and and all that sort of stuff. That's but- it, and then like you know, it's uh, <clears throat> excuse me. That's
1: the thing. I I, I really think that uh, you know, just like I, you learn, you learn this along the way. Like I mean, um, even if you're doing a joke which is not necessarily political, but it's sort of like it has a it has a sort of. Political esque uh, theme to it, and the punchline isn't political at all. But like, for example, I you I, I learned this. I think about maybe about about a year ago. I did a joke in the West Country about about Brexit, right? Yeah. And but even as soon as you hear that noise. As soon as you hear Brexit, sorry, <laughs> you hear the like you can see just people just sighing inside, just going, "Oh, here we go, another Brexit joke." But it wasn't really a Brexit joke. I was saying that this country is is you know is, um, is 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 just filled with you know basically is, is ninety about ninety percent foreigners at this stage. You know, it's, there yeah, was so yeah, much yeah. immigration, and I said, you the human body is like about ninety percent you know foreign bacteria." So I said, if you voted leave, uh, t- technically you just cut off your face despite your nose. No, but it wasn't really, you know. And but it was in it was in brexiteer country in the west country. I was like, oh no. And so the next yeah, yeah. nineteen minutes, I had to dig my way out of a hole <laughs> which I'd made for myself. Yeah, but you know, yeah. that's what it is. You got you got to learn these things, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. The, you know, and because I'm not from here. I have to be very careful as well, by, by, to not. Um, I to 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 not tell people you know that they're wrong in their political views because I'm am not from this country mm. It's like oh you 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 know so it's like okay I've got to I just want to be funny you know that's it but you gotta you know like everyone but you know that that's it it's, they'll, they'll accept it's like it's like anything right any sort of um, joke that you do they'll accept a joke. Some sort of joke from one person, but they won't accept that joke from you. Yeah, you know, just because, like, yeah. what, what, you know? But it's such a weird thing, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's weird because if you, if you, um, as a Southern Irish person, started talking about like the backstop, for example, and mm. and it opens up a massive can of worms because yeah. then they go down the IRA route and mm. all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. and it just gets very messy, A big time. And and it's just something that you personally, as a, even just as an individual in a normal conversation in a pub, mm. you just wouldn't raise it. Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't raise it. There are just certain places certain pubs in life and certain people you just don't talk about certain things. That's like, true. I was in Belfast and we were, we were travelling out. We did that, the West Coast Drive, nine mm-hmm. hours, um, all the way up to Belfast. Through like a
1: Ring of Kerry and stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful drive until you get over the border and mm. then you see all, all sort of anti-Southern yeah. Irish stuff everywhere and it was, it was a very, very horrible thing. And you, you, my, my dad's from an era where right, over the sort of the mods and sort of skinhead era, right? And mm. so in the 80s when it was very much alive and kicking at the time mm. um or well, at least the hangover it was um, and and he was a bit rough and ready so he could sense an atmosphere at the minute he mm. walked into a pub we went to a pub we'd only just arrived at a nine hour drive just have a quick drink it's like no we won't even finish the drinks so we're we'll going to the next pub mm. where this is not the place for an English person to mm. be And mm. um, and you just you just there's an instinct isn't there mm-hmm. and I just I just don't know why I would go to a comedy club where I'm I feel like I'm going to have to just play up to the audience because that's what they want. and want to hear. If I know of those comedy clubs, I won't perform them because Mm -hmm. I refuse to do right-wing stuff Mm. to please an audience because Mm. it's not what I care about. It's not what I believe in. Mm. Even if it isn't political,
1: of course. Like every every bill, there should be a mixture of things. Because yeah, is, yeah. Like uh, I saw the last night because I did a, my show in in Shaftesbury last night. Okay, and uh, it was called a jerk. The show was called, you know, like a bit like the the jerk, the Steve Martin thing, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's so it's about like my my heritage and like uh, how. Uh, I like because I had I I a stepdad from a very young age, and my my real father is Sri Lankan. Never know by looking at me because I got blue eyes and um, and I'm white. Uh, so, but it's like it's so. Giveaway. Yeah, so it's and like the Irish accent. I know that's, this is it. This is it, right? So I was like, uh, and so my my so I had to, like went to, uh, basically. Yeah, so I did my show last night. And I saw the show before me was a cabaret show with Stew Turner, uh, Phil Reed, and he had uh, Steve Owen Williams, uh, or Steve Williams as he likes to be called now. Uh, and so he they they had a, like a mixture of stuff. They basically had, um, you had Steve Owen who's do who Steve Owen Williams who's doing like uh, impressions. Yeah, uh, like you know, mimic. He's a mimic, and you had Stew Turner magic, and you also had. Uh, Phil Reed who was a ventriloquist as well and like doing a bit of crowd work in that stand-up yeah, and yeah. that was great it was a nice mixed build but I think you need to have the the, the balance of, of both sections like you know you, okay right wing okay like, and then left wing and then someone who's just you know the sure centre if that's what you're going to have balances it out yeah you know just of. because yeah. otherwise you're. I think the problem is like the, we're saying that you know when we're talking about like saying how you shouldn't talk about some things places, in some places I think I think you, you you should, but you should um, should judge the crowd, of course, judge the room. But we shouldn't not talk about these things because yeah. because you know what, right? Because I think that if you don't talk about it, it just sends that stuff underground, and and then you, then then people get more angry. You know, that's and especially in this country, what what, what we were talking about before we even start recording. I think that, that when you start talking about um, your heritage or, or race or something like that, I think that some there's a tendency for. Um, Caucasian or, or or people that are you know really pro um british views or to 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 go oh we don't know that we don't want to hear about it because we feel like because we don't because we don't know about it. You're you're saying that we're ignorant, but that's not true. But sometimes you just want to tell people about it. But sometimes you've got, it's just there's a, a, a closeness I think sometimes yeah. for for, Brit- yeah. for British people. But I think that you know we just need to we just all need to open up a little bit and just and kind of go hey look you know like embrace other or listen to other people's cultures because it, it it makes life a lot more interesting and and diverse. You know it's like you, you want to know how those people live. You know so when I um you know that's why it's great. to have uh anyone from the lgbtq plus community on a bill or or like a uh of course women on a bill of course you know just want different perspectives isn't it otherwise yeah, you just have yeah, like yeah. otherwise just like oh yeah so my wife and like you know and then so you know that that sort of thing but so these that's what I, that's what i think i think that everyone needs needs to have a voice of of from where they live you yeah. know what i mean that's i think that's very very important so i think that yeah i guess that you we should we should just basically you know continue to try and try and push that that envelope of, of you know mixing the mixing the bills up a bit, you know. Yeah, I mean
0: I've spoken about this to female comedians, I've mm. spoken to um people who are homosexual. I've spoken to many different comedians from different places. I've spoken to people of um Asian descent and mm. and, and um people who have been impressed in the past have experienced racism or or homophobia or or sexism and all mm. those things and nor really wants a positive discrimination sort of system in yeah. comedy. We don't want that. It's good that it's happening because it needs to happen to offset the balance and to bring it back to mm. sort of, sort of a kind of EM level pegging. However, surely the most positive place we can be as a as a society, or even as a um, just as a community and as a, as a world, really is that these things don't even get thought about mm. you know when I book acts to my comedy night in Cambridge I don't I don't look to see if they're a male or a female mm-hmm. or whether they're gay or lesbian or from mm. any I don't look with I don't I don't care about those things like it doesn't really bother me if, if you if you're a comedian and you've got a message and you're funny mm-hmm. come on the bill I don't care where you're from I don't mm. care what you're doing if you come in and offend a whole room and then complain that no one laughed at what you said or everyone yeah. groaned yeah then that's your fault for talking about really dark, deep stuff. Mm-hmm. But that—that's the risk. That's the fire you play with with comedy. Mm. You—if you, you want to take risk, you take risk. But when you fall flat, mm-hmm. it's just—it's your fault. It's mm. one of those things you've got to take responsibility mm. for that. But I do. Surely we want to get to a point where we just don't even think about these things. It's not even yeah, considered. Th-
1: like I—I I honestly, honestly, exactly the same as you. I, I like the, the the gig that I run in in Hemel Hempstead. is just like a comedy on the canal in the Fishery Wharf, Wharf Café is where it is, right? If you want to contact me it's comedy effect at gmail.com. if you want a gig. I book anyone that's funny, uh, people that are, you know, working hard and trying to be, trying to get to being funny, they get a middle spot, you know, it's like, that's what it is. It's like, it, 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 but there's a long list that just in case I don't get back to you. <laughs> you know? But um, but like, you know, it's a really exciting Excel document I put you on, so don't worry. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's very glamorous. But, so basically, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly with you. Aside. I think that, all right. look if they're funny they get on the bill uh and and if they're really trying working hard and, and they can see that there's real potential yeah great go for it you know well i mean that's it you, you need places to play in front of an yeah. audience to get better because we all basically um we all was it um sort of power up don't we when there's an yeah, audience yeah, there yeah, that's true. And, and we and we uh, yeah we get we you know, just we just uh, our, our muscle memory just gets much much better and it's um but uh we uh, so basically i think that's yeah that we need different people on the bill we need different uh, different people uh, different uh, views different voices but I, I i i just think that yeah i'm getting lost with this question this sort That's of right. the thing but it's be- the i think the problem is um yeah that the the, the the basically what i'm trying to say is that with the, the uh, there's a lot of people on that, okay like, I mean, this i don't know if this is going to this is going to hobble myself now with what i'm going to say but i see a lot of people on facebook mm. Um, and I really try not to pay attention to anything that happens there because it's, I just find it really destructive and toxic. And a lot of people really use Facebook as a uh, as a crutch sometimes for real interactions. And the, 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 you think that they're doing something great, but there's, there's certain things I've seen recently. And I think that the more you do comedy, I think, the more possible possibility there is to having a mental illness of some kind <laughs> because it because it takes up all of your 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 time your your joy and you're trying to hold on to the positivity and and the knockbacks and the rejections and the the good gigs and the bad gigs and so you're just trying to stay on track with all the highs and lows of your your uh, serotonin levels and so <laughs> it's it's a real tough one to get through so i think that and i and i really think that when you're not having it maybe if you haven't had much success or you haven't had any places that don't certain places don't book you i think that people start to turn inward and that i said talking about the gremlin earlier on you know it can really eat away at your soul and go okay what is it is it because i'm this is it because i'm that you might not be part of that uh division if you like yeah yeah, but you start to go oh it's because i'm not getting booked because i'm this so i think that you're so people sometimes put it down to they're not getting booked because they're this or because they're um they 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 feel inside. Oh, it's because I'm I'm maybe part of some subculture or something like that, you know. And then they yeah. highlight that on Facebook, okay. and then they kind of go, "Oh well, you know." For, for to, I'm being maybe a little bit cynical, but I feel that some people are riding that wave of of. Are you saying that and potentially blaming on the wrong things? Yeah, I think that like bl- the blaming the not getting booked or or on on some things, but also. Sort of cynically surfing that wave of of um, of being alternative these days to get booked more places right yeah we're talk- what we're talking about is like the you know there's there's this certain divisions of of comedy clubs now you have to be a certain um a, a certain, <laughs> you have to have a certain diet to do some gigs, right? Diet? Yeah, you have to, like, there's a vegan gigs out there now, right? You have to, like, no you can't, way. you can't, you don't know this, you know this, there's, there's a vegan, there's a I'm vegan I'm sure there circuit. is, I'm sure I've seen him. Mate. I just didn't think that, mm. there, oh God. Oh, look, 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 there's a vegan circuit now, right? And you, if you're not a vegan, you can't play it. Right. You know. I mean, like, th- what do they do? Test your breath or something? Well, this or is it? You check know. Your stools. You look. You look too. You look too healthy. What's going on? You know. You have it, <laughs> You know. But, yeah. but like. Uh, and so. Like,
0: there's a vegan circuit, and the, there's a question in the in this. What are your vitamin B12 levels like? Yeah, like a T-cell. too high. <laughs> then you you eat too much meat. <laughs> and you can't be a vegan.
1: Yeah, th- th- this is it. But it's just subdivisions like this, and that's what I find where I was wh- where I was sort of meandering to because I find that this. Isolation. I used to build stone walls when I was a kid, right? Yeah. I mean, like I should have kept doing that because there's so many walls built between each of these groups now. I would be a millionaire by now, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like so. It's like yeah. it, it, that's what that's what it is now. It's like okay, you've got the vegans, you've got the, the vegetarians, you've got the pescatarians, you've got the meat eaters, you've got the, the the keto diet, you've got and you know it's become so divided in the fact that and, and we're so well. Should be so well educated now, because it's so such a, a free uh, flow of information that there should it should be much more together. But it's become much more div- more divided, yeah. and it's really frustrating the fact that you know that we're all fighting against each other to to be. Back, because when I was a kid, it was like, you know, you're, you're, if you're a freak, then, you know, you're, you're not part of it. But now it's the other way around. You've got to be more of a freak to be part of the, the, the circus. Yeah. The whole, the, which is the circus is the status quo. Mm. And if you're a normal person, like a normal is, 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 you know what I mean? Like if you're, you're just an average Joe, then you are, are hated. You know what I mean? You have to. I guess we all trying to be different, but yeah. back in the day, different was not good. Now, different is it's is, um, is yes. Thank you. That's what it is. You're, is, mm. is and 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 that's what it is. And people are just trying to like it's like oh, what, do I have a problem? Oh, let me just see if I've got a problem. Let me just invent
0: one. Do you know that's the yeah, danger? Yeah, yeah.
1: That's where I think we are.
0: I think people just wanna. They want to live in the echo chamber. Like social media, you speak, you speak about social media and that it can be quite toxic. Mm. Going to places like Twitter and and like Facebook is like reading every toilet wall in the world mm. in one place. Mm. And the, diff- the, 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 uh, the trouble is because the format is the same for everyone, so everyone posts, it means that everyone's voice is as important as anyone else's. Mm. And so people create these segregations and I think it represents quite well with, with, with what you're saying because what you're saying is is that people have created these 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 sort of virtual walls between mm. the things just so they can live in their little echo chamber mm. so they can they can hear the positivity they want to hear. They don't want to hear mm. the other side. They just want to hear one side of things. Yeah. And 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 that and that is that, that can be transferred to just society in general because look at we, we we don't i don't tend to get political on this podcast but if you look at things like brexit trump and the, the alt-right and then the mm. alt-left and 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 never really been at to meet in the middle because there's too many extremes mm. and the you know freedom of speech if you if you want freedom of speech then you must be from the alt-right but no freedom of speech just means that anyone can speak mm. you, you have a right to speak but you also have a right yeah the other person also has a right to disagree yeah. with you yeah and, and that's where we are right now. And, and social media has changed the yeah. the ball completely. Completely mm. changed it. Mm. Because now, uh, it's been mentioned before as well, like like now you have to write something that is safe for 10 years' time. Yeah. yeah. And what it is is anti-growth. Because like, yeah, cause what that does is then, if you make a mistake 10 years ago, and then suddenly you scrutinized for it 10 years later, but you've changed and you've grown and you've evolved... Mm. And you speak about evolving. You speak about evolving through, through comedy and mm. everything like that. But that doesn't give you the opportunity to grow. And it means that you suddenly have no opportunity to grow. You might as well just carry on as you were 10 years ago because an apology isn't good enough anymore. Mm. Um, and it's sad, but we've got comedy. And that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, so it's... But, like, I... Uh, one other thing, and the last thing I'll point this. Uh,
1: but, like, there, I was at a gig... Um, phew, so in, this is in January or February. Um, and there was a... a a person on the bill they were at 24 yeah and I'm in my 30s and she was like uh, (laughs) they were (laughs) they were were, I I just want everyone it now so so this person this person was in their 20s and I'm in my 30s and I said that that we're talking about comedy or something uh, to do with something and and I I, they were saying that I'm so they were saying that they were so clued up about you know issues and and what's happening now and we're so with it we're in a new era and everything is is above board and like people are no people know about what's going on with other places and all this sort of thing and this is the new generation and everything. And I said, don't you think that the last generation every generation thinks that? Yeah. Every generation thinks that they are the one that has got it nailed down. We are the new and improved. We know everything. We Every we are, ten years. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. We're the we're well, basically the next gen. We're almost ever gonna be more erudite or or clued up to, to to you know, to fix the world's problems. And and in in ten years in ten years' time your thoughts will be outdated and as racist as the the previous ten years. Yeah, you know, yeah. well, you know, maybe it's not on uh, on a shorter time span, but it's by maybe thirty years. You know, something like that. So I think that yeah. So and, and this person said, "No, we are no. I think we're I think we're better than that now." And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, "That that's just my point." You know, you you don't see it because you're in it, and and so I was because I was a little bit uh, a little bit older than this this person uh, by maybe about ten years. They were like. No, you, you just you just you just don't understand. You know we we are better than you. <laughs> you know, that's what it was like. You know, so so yeah. So we're talking about comedy. So where we're about we, this is all to, it's all connected though. This it's all, all, it, all yeah. it all forms the, the the what people laugh at and what people yeah. uh, are find acceptable as a joke because what otherwise people get offended and, and and it's all connected to the to the the, the art.
0: And yeah, and historically, like comedy has always been the go-to place to get over. Such situations, mm. it's important to comedy does start the conversation. If you tell a joke on stage, or you tell a story about something that is connected to something that somebody might read into, no different to when you watch a sitcom, no different to when mm. you watch a drama or anything, or even a news program or listen to a radio show or a podcast. Something is said. You take that away. You translate that into what you understand, and then you speak to someone else about that, and then that breeds that seed is planted, and then branches off and all that sort of stuff. If in that room you only ever laugh at that joke once because you've seen it once in that in that comedy club you laugh at it raucously you fall over you find it really funny but what you what you're left with is that that guy was really really funny but this is really an interesting point and then you speak to someone else about it and then they and mm. then they speak about it and and slowly things change slowly things change I think what we've realised in the last couple of years is that there's been like this massively right racist Of people that have been sort of buried and suddenly we've unearthed this Mm. and it's and it's shocked us Mm. it shocked the left because you didn't realize it was there Mm. and it was always there and it's been there for this long time and they've been oppressed they've been silenced Mm -mm. and now suddenly they have a voice because of the way society's gone so uh, if you're going to be you know very very right in what you talk about do a parody of it Mm. you know be make it so outrageously ridiculous that it's hilarious I think there's, there's um, a particular comedian that I saw recently his name escapes me and he he looks like a, like a proper stereotypical skinhead um, and he goes on and he talks about it and he's not at all racist but he mm. speaks about he makes people feel uncomfortable firstly and then speaks very deeply about it and it's absolutely hilarious because mm. it plays on everyone's expectations of what he's going to be like and then he's, com- he's the complete opposite yeah. as a person, but mm. they still can't get over this skinhead guy mm. that's in there who looks like a racist with his dungarees on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with, his, with his dog Martins and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And I think characters like that and comedy like that is brilliant because you're testing and pushing boundaries of the way people expect you to be. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to change the future. And comedy and creativity is the way we do that because it allows us to speak about the deep things without being offended by them. Mm. And I know know people get offended now by Mm. these very silly things. And Mm. I I don't really want to get onto it with the Joe Brand thing and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. I think her saying and making a joke of why stop a um, milkshake, let's go down battery acid Mm. route. The trouble is with that, she's making a joke about it. Mm. There are people out there pouring battery acid over Mm -hmm. people's heads. She's a comedian. Why are you going after the comedian? Go after the people actually Mm -hmm. inciting the real violence. Mm And that's what's happened. We need to make sure that we keep comedy as something that we can talk about touchy mm-hmm. subjects in a humorous way, and get a message across, and separate that from extremists mm-hmm. because they're a very very different kettle yeah. of fish. Yeah, I mean it'll be like,
1: <laughs> like terrorists just do it. They don't talk about it. They just go and do. That's it. true. That's it's true. It's yeah. not like it's not like if someone just they're just words. They don't incite. If someone's going to do something, go oh, choke ba- battery <laughs> acid on on Michael Farage, you know. Well, I think they're a little bit, you know, slightly need, need some help. Really, it's not. It's not necessarily like you know inciting anyone. It's like well, you can't make do, really make someone do something they don't want to do unless you know they're you've you've hypnotized them or you know you've really got some leverage on them. So yeah. I I that, that, it's 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 it, it I think these days people are are you know we, we they they they're too we're too wrapped up in cotton wool it's like well it's like well you know of course they, and you know susceptible people could could you know take that message of, no 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 just use your own mind you know don't do yeah. it don't don't do that thing, you know. It's like it's like okay, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna eat like that uh, three packets of pork scratchings. That is not a good thing to do. Don't eat put three packets of pork scratchings. It's bad for your heart, but you're gonna yeah, die. Yeah. You know that it doesn't matter. You know they, they, Well, you know, there's only certain <laughs> groups that don't, don't true, can eat that? three packets of pork scratchings. Yeah, you know, but it's like but it's like that. It, it, you know, you, it, you instinctively know that what
0: what's what's good and bad. You know, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't incite anyone to do anything. Yeah, it's like it's, it's the classic thing of. If you jump in front of a gun, a shooting, a firing bullet, mm. and then tell them not to shoot you. Mm. You know, you have just jumped in front of that bullet. Yeah. So it's your own fault for doing that. You know,
1: yeah, yeah totally. It's, it's like it's like this is this debate's been going on for years, isn't it? Like Bill Hicks used to have a thing about like yeah. the guys you know listen to the music, uh, the death metal made them shoot up a school. Yeah, no, yeah Don't yeah. blame the music. Blame the blame the people that did <laughs> You're it. Fucked you know? up. Yeah, that's it. You know, that, that's totally. It's like come on, like how how how? Come on, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't make any sense. You know, that's yeah. it. Access to guns, isn't it? Really, it's not. It's like you know, that, that's what it is. Anyway, <laughs> it's been, it was fun. I really enjoyed that bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm keeping all of that in. That was at least thirty minutes of it. Great. So just to, just to bring it back to comedy a little bit. Mm. Obviously, obviously, all of all of this, everything we've spoken about, sort of feeds into like how you write material and everything that you do and all that. Mm. You're quite well known for like your improvisation and just sort of getting up and sort of talking. But your comedy has been a mix of stories and one liners and observations. Mm. What would you say your style is you, you most identify with? style I'm also identified with it. you
1: know the thing is right I always have a conversation with my wife about this because she's like you know uh, you need to be put in a box you need to be like so they can got someone yeah. to hold on to and so they can understand where you come from but like as it, uh, 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 we, we talked about it before we you know tell three jokes uh, uh, where you're from and who you are and then you can go for, go to anywhere but I think that the, 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 that being put in a box thing uh, I, I what, what is my style I think that I try to just I like to riff because I MC a lot as well and yeah, they say that's yeah. a detrimental thing it's like I don't not necessarily talking to the audience just reacting to what's going on and doing whatever comes up because I find that the problem is these days it's a, you become a monologist and that yeah. is not and that's not you're an actor you're just doing the lines I don't really want to be that I want to make the, my show different every night I want it to have a, maybe a similar beginning and a and a maybe similar end because so they can like there's, there's, there's some sort of um, um, some sort of construct there that they can they can i know you know a definition of of how the night is going to go my 20 minutes or half an hour it but it's like it's that you need to keep it real and keep it connected Uh, otherwise i I feel that it's just the audience can switch off because they've seen like stand up now a lot of english audiences because english comedy is a premiership of comedy this is i don't think that anywhere else in is is up to this standard, you know, that there's nowhere else you can go because I start started in, in in Ireland, and like they're like they're out for a night, you know, they're a few beers and like oh, there's comedy too. They'll heckle you, it's a bit of fun and like, but they're out, they can enjoy themselves. It's like, but in England, it's hard because they've seen so much comedy. It's all on TV, it's all on YouTube. So you've got to really give them something special every night and make something happen, make a moment uh, that they can hold on to and go, oh, you ran this bit as well. And they did, they did yeah. this or that, they yeah. did that. So you need to make it fresh. Otherwise you becomes dead for you. And, and I, so I really, in attitude question is I don't think that there is, uh, from, for me, there's a, 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 a specific
0: style. It's just maybe just trying to, I'm trying to be in the moment. Maybe that is just, um, mm. Hmm. because because it is the same because if you if you bring that like sort of the standard standard definition of like standard, whereas like you're meant to you, the whole idea is that you're meant to be kind of like in a in a pub with your friends or, hmm. or in a living room with your friends and you're having a chat hmm. you know i know some one-liner comedians are very much one-liners and puns and all that sort of stuff that's a different uh, an amazing skill and something that i wish i was better at um but it's not something that i, I go down mainly because it's not my sort of comedy but I do think the construction of jokes is incredible mm-hmm. and whoever does it is, is awesome yeah. but I do love that kind of interaction with an audience and when you're out with your mates those moments that something happens mm. and it's really really funny and everyone laughs are the things that everyone's going to talk about in 5-10 years time mm. so what you're speaking about is like you speak about a moment and if that is because you've had a bit of audience um, participation or someone said something a heckled and it's been mm. really funny and it's got a kind of real energy in the room mm. then they're going to go home and talk about that they're cool. not going to talk about the guy talking about Tinder mm-hmm. or swiping right swiping left mm. or any of that or talking about Trump they're going to go home talking about that moment that someone said that really funny thing yeah. in the comedy club and that's the thing that you're going to get yeah yeah I mean, and you want to you're trying
1: to create stories uh, for them, so and and all, you know, so they 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 you again like a something just just rem- remember you by because that's what they'll hook into, an emotion is what you're trying to uh, invent in, in yeah. that in that, that 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 short period of time, but it's um yeah it, but it's because I find that you if you have a set and it works, it can really come dead behind the ice, and that, that that's what that's what um. Uh, but I think you need you do need everything you do need all that construct of one-liner it starts with one-liners of course uh, and then yeah. goes to vignettes and then like longer stories with callbacks and stuff like that but I think that you need every sort of facet of comedy to, to in your arsenal to go okay what these guys these guys are totally hammered what are we going to do okay uh, interactions no, maybe one-liners okay or, or stories are not going to listen to my stories I need to have some sort of thing to mm-hmm. in my bag to they can they can connect with or or enjoy you yeah. know um so yeah I, I think that sticking to one style is can be you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't matter if you need to have one style so people remember you, so they can book you again, so they booked you for that. But, you know, like, as you go, you will have all of that anyway. So years go on, you will have a yeah, one-liner yeah, yeah, yeah. set, a uh, story set, you'll have a, a really dirty set, you'll have uh, a mixture. It's like, oh, well, you know, people say you shouldn't have that. No, no, you should have everything
0: right at your, at your yeah, yeah, disposal. Yeah. It may be that one of these is a thing that you get recognised for, mm. and then that's the thing you need to really play on. And mm. wherever you appear whether it was on TV, radio, or whatever. Mm. You tell those same stories, you tell those same jokes, because because you need you need to become noticed you know if you notice any the sort of the route is is that okay so let's just say for an example you you know you do a competition you get to the semi-final or final and everything and then you get booked in comedy clubs that seven minute set is what you did and mm. then you'll sort of expand that maybe to 20 and every comedy club or bigger comedy club you get booked in mm. you try and do a similar thing because that's how you get recognised and mm. if you then get to TV you'll notice people like Russell Howard did the same five ten minutes mm. across every single platform mm. because you can't guarantee that everyone's seen every single one of those platforms yeah. yeah. but the time we've done all of them everyone has seen him do it 30 times and mm-hmm. they're sick of him mm. but that's when you know you're successful mm. when you need to have a break is when mm. you know you've, you've done well so yeah. mm. I, I think that's what happens but like in this in like uh,
1: like you know in in the UK like I mean when you're when you're not on TV you're just gigging around the country uh, You're and you you need to and you're unknown you need to kind of like have everything like you need to make sure that audience is going to have the best night because yeah. they don't know you and you need to prove yourself every single night so you need to like okay what do they want and like, what do they need they need this okay mm. need a bit of that they need a little bit of they need a little bit of touch and you need a little bit of one liners and need a little, little bit of stories to, and then you can like, and then you grease the wheels a little bit, and yeah, you're just yeah. like, you're laying track as you go, but like Clam D. as he's going, like that, you know, it's like, it's, it's, um, so that's the that's the thing you need to, you, you can't just go, I'm doing this one set for, I'm gonna make this set the best set, yeah. it's gonna be maybe a political place, yeah, great, hopefully you get seen that, like that very early, but if you go to a place for just doing the political stuff or just doing one note, It can be very hard for you for very many years, Mm. you know, um, unless, unless, you know, unless unless you're absolutely incredible,
0: you know. Yeah, and the thing is, is that um, promoters, all they care about is that their audience have a great night Mm. and that their audience come Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. And if there's a bucket, they put money in the bucket or they paid or they come back Mm. and write good things about it and they bring Mm. their friends. Yeah. And so if if you deliver a set that's... Killed it somewhere else, but it's not really right for the room. Like, mm. I saw a comedian who headlines around the country, and he, he came to my comedy club and only came very late to the comedy club. I hadn't mm. read the room at all, mm-hmm. and then did a load of jokes that had already been covered throughout the night oh. via emceeing and everything. Mm-hmm. And and as much as this stuff, I'm sure it kills everywhere else, mm. right? But in this room, if you hadn't read that room, mm. it was never going to work because mm. it was already exhausted. It's like that three joke rule. Yeah, you know, it had already been done by the MC, it'd already be done by mm. the room and other comedians. So. Having that, having that malleability that you speak about is, is really important, and especially for promoters. And I know it's good to have a USP and something that people mm-hmm. book and mm. something that's you know typical about you that that is bookable. Mm. But at the same time, a promoter just wants a good night, and yeah. want their their audience mm. have a good night. Yep. Yeah. But if you're just starting comedy get your five minutes get that dynamite oh, yeah. repeated as mm. much as you mm-hmm. can hold um, on to that yeah, yeah hold on to that first five minutes and hone that mm-hmm. because even just that process of honing it is really important for mm-hmm. progression and, and yeah. expanding as a comedian and like and also
1: like that's what the, I think my problem first like few years was Oh man, it was like just like I was trying to evolve too quickly, and i do new material all the time. I'm like, why yeah. all the time? And so that people can't see you get any better because you're constantly doing new material. <laughs> like you're like, yeah. oh, new material, new material, and then and then and then after. But that's great because you've got like a back catalog to to draw from. But yeah, yeah. it's just uh, no one can see you getting any better. Which we, we were saying before. It's like it's it's that's why comics from different countries come over here, and they're like, oh, and, and you know, they're they're great because they've been gigging and been terrible in their own country and come mm. here and been, been amazing because they have cut their really, teeth in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't necessarily get booked in their own country, but they get booked <laughs> really well here, you know, and yeah, that's yeah. it. And they're also different, but, um, you got to just go where you're scarce because yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That, See, yeah.
0: Until you run out of uh, cities and it, go
1: well, yeah. abroad. Well, the great thing is you never run out. You'll never run out. You, you could do the circuit and then they go and you can, sometimes you got to go away to come back. That's yeah, what that's you got to do.
0: That's mm. true. Um, so you're originally from Ireland. Mm. Um, I just thought I'd clear that up, just in case anyone hadn't realised yeah. <laughs> by, by now. Um, and I grew up with Irish grandparents, so mm. I'm, I'm very familiar with with the sort of Irish sense of humour mm-hmm. and the sort of happy-go-lucky, sort of top mm. of the morning to you sort of thing. Mm-hmm. How much has that influenced your comedy?
1: I've read storytelling at the very beginning. I was like, I just tell long stories with hardly any punchlines. Uh, but, like, it was... Uh, yeah, this it influenced me an awful lot. Because my mother is very funny as well. Um, but that... So, yeah, it's it's had a massive influence on uh, on, on the way I think, to be fair. Yeah, it's... Because it, I'm, I say, from a very small town. And, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, i i because I, I was very shy when i was a kid right it has influenced me an awful lot because i was really shy and i had a bit of a misspent youth and i had a friend of mine who was really like went a bit mad and i was like Jesus was always telling stories and he was like to have everyone on the edge <laughs> of their seats you know i am like I was like i want to be like that so i studied him for like about maybe a year and then one day i had the right amount of alcohol and i got up and i was like right th- this this is it and I, I remember what i remember exactly where i was uh uh, and I it was I it was, it was in, a, in, a, in a caravan, but there was one moment when <laughs> when, when it was, it was, it was about five people there. I was like, right, this in is a caravan. story. Yeah, just met, you know, in the middle of nowhere, just talking about it, telling these stories of like these nights that we had out, these crazy nights. But I remember there was one one time when I was like uh, in I was in a place called Skull in West Cork, and it's like a, yes. a, a real yachting town, right? Yeah. And there's a bar down there called Hacketts, and we were all like. Uh, very drunk uh, say and uh, (laughs) we're in this bar and it's a tiny little bar on the main street and there was like we're all sitting around this uh, they're all sitting around this table and there and I, there was no seats for me, but we're chatting to everyone because everyone's real sociable. they're Having a few beers and everyone, whatever. Anyway, so I kick off this uh, these these stories that, and then one after another after because I've told them so many times now at this stage. And then and, and I was like, i was really loving the stories. I've got load of energy, put load of energy into these stories, and there was really funny parts of it. I really can't remember any stories now, but wish I did. <laughs> and so, but like, there was giving all these stories, and I was like, just going for it. And like, then at the end of this, th- me telling these stories, I got a massive round of applause. And I said to the guy who I. really really looked up to uh, who was my best mate I said like did you see what happened in there I got a round of applause after I was telling these stories and I was like what what do I do with that there's nowhere for me to I was only like maybe 17 at the okay. time and it was like I was like what do I where do I go from here you know where, what do I do how do I market <laughs> I that Baltique. yeah to, you know, that's <laughs> okay. it. I got a round of applause for, for, for just telling stories about my life so yeah it has had a massive influence of like of, of that uh or storytelling yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. vibe you know from from the Celtic culture, you know, it's just, so it's really, it's really an interesting, um, really interesting sort of evolution from that to, to, to now because, yeah. uh, you, you know, you, you can do that there, but you can't do it here because mm. uh, otherwise you just become like, you know, just, uh, you know, you're Billy Conley does it has has done it. Yes. And yes, he yeah. is
0: amazing. And the, I find the Glaswegian accent is just oh, perfect. You know, I'm, I'm really jealous that mm. of any, any comedian that has an accent, mm. you know, um, mm. I know, I know, uh, comedian, uh, Mark Watson, Mm. Who who put on a Welsh, a Welsh accent, accent, accent for, for <laughs> so many years, and yeah. then I just sort of try and phase it out. Yeah. Um, but I, I genuinely like—I I think my voice is boring. I know it's a good radio voice, but I genuinely like for stories. I just—I mm. would want either a Welsh accent, an uh, Irish accent, or a Scottish mm. accent, because I think it has sus- a substance and it has sort of volume and Mm. depth to it and it's more interesting to listen to yeah like I think that uh, there's but the
1: problem is sometimes they just like your accent Yes, they just go yeah, Oh, that's yeah. a lovely accent isn't it? Go, <laughs> I haven't oh, heard anything you've said exactly and you're like <laughs> well that's great we're, we're, there's a punchline there did you not hear the punchline <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me try again an English accent <laughs> <laughs> totally. and that's it you've got you to modulate isn't it you've got to yeah, use everything yeah. you've got facial expressions modulation yeah. you've got to use uh, energy movement use it you know it's that whole thing yeah are you going to Edinburgh this year not this year I've taken okay. a year off, or oh, off better thought were, yeah. uh, I thought you because I I've done it Edinburgh four times and I've I've got I'm not gonna like I haven't really got much out of it. I, yeah. I did I did two compilation shows. I've done two um, two of my own shows. Yeah. And I've written a third show for which is I did there at Shaftesbury last night. And I had such a fun time doing that show that. You know what, right? I'm just gonna do it. Take it, maybe take it to the small fringes. I'm gonna do the, the hour show and, and, mm. and hone it up. Start with Leicester early next year, and maybe, maybe yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm I i want to at the moment. I was saying about going away to come back. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm traveling now. I did Japan in April, yeah. and uh, I closed a couple of gigs out there. And I'm just trying to uh, develop contacts to get do a tour. So I said to one of the guys, I said, "Can I bring my, our show back here? Um, it's a joke show, and I, and I had a really fun time there. I really like the, the all international crowds as well." And it was it just was just so fun and I got the passion back for comedy because sometimes you get a bit jaded yeah, and, oh, yeah, Just yeah. in these, these rooms and there's no one there and they're just and, and like because they've seen they seen Michael McIntyre and sometimes they see or, or they've been to see Mickey Flanagan and they don't they don't know you so they it's like it's like someone going to see Circus Soleil right They've been to see circus Soleil, and then you do do the say you go to do some acrobatics, and you're just doing a roly poly. That's what they see you as. They're yeah, like well, yeah, this guy's yeah. just doing a roly poly. I've seen circus Soleil. What the hell's going on? So it's like I think that. So I'm going away trying to, uh, try to making my own making my own tour because so I went to Berlin at the end of last month, and, and so cosmic, I just tra- cosmic comedy, yeah loved yeah. it. It was great yeah. fun, and so I did did I did as many gigs as I could there, trying to make some connections there, and I just want to do all of Europe as many places I can do, and just the money that I'd spend on most of the fringes apart from the little ones that are viable because yeah. you know, some of them are just like a cash cow for the people who run it, you know, and, and there's no um, benefit uh, yeah. apart from them and so I, I find that the money that I would have spent in Edinburgh because it's about five grand to That's take, to, you know, like in most of it goes on accommodation mm. and, and like, and, and so... I'm like, look, I I don't have the money for to for a billboard or a PR. Uh, you've got to pay two grand for you know or anything like that, or or, or get a paid room. Uh, I don't have that much money to, because I got kids and stuff. I don't. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, look, okay, look, I'm gonna pull it all in. I've got. I'm, I'm fixing the show that I did last night just to make it um, tighten it up because it's really fun and I'm writing also a and, and I've got I know I had another idea for a show on the way up here and I'm, I'm in the middle of reading um, an encyclopedia and I'm taking as many jokes as I can out of that and I've nearly done it this encyclopedia it was 723 pages uh, long and it's a massive book <laughs> man and, I, I, and it's so fun to read because I'm, I'm absorbing all this information I'm writing so many jokes and it's great and I, so that's another show I'm doing uh, so I've got like three shows. In in the the making, the one which is is needs a bit more tweaking. But I'm going to take it round to all the places to to hone, and I'm going to take that on tour. But, but then it's nice to have like all this stuff to draw from, and and that's the joy, isn't it, of, of creating something out of nothing that no one else has done. Yeah and, yeah, yeah, and you just get the more you do it, the more kinetic your um creative mind works, and and it's just and it, it's inspiring because this all from me. It's not from you know that's what it is. All, that's all coming from my own head, you know. And and it, it's just it's great. And I I, I say that's what i'm doing so i'm not doing the fringes uh, i'm just gonna enjoy comedy and just kind of because I, I find that the fringe can really fringes can really dilute your your act i feel because it can mix th- things you're like oh i need to make some more out of this but no it should flow and it should be it should be short short and concise and and i don't i like clever cl- cl- like a night a really clever idea because simple clever idea you know rather than just like really you know uh con- contrived and 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 Overconstructed. I, I find that really really it frustrates me i'm like that okay that's that's a fun that's funny i can see that's funny and very very i can see that's very clever but not necessarily laugh out loud funny yeah and, yeah, I, and yeah. I don't re- that's not the kind of comedy that i love i love i love a i love a good joke i love a really well-delivered joke and a well-written joke and an and a, and a observation that's not been thought of that way before but it's yeah, such yeah, yeah. an obvious one you know
0: um that's very rare to get now mm. though, isn't it? I mean, mm. there's people like Paul Smith who do um he sort of is famous MC's hot water. Mm-mm. He's probably done every single possible joke that yeah. an MC could possibly do because mm. he's MC'd so much, he's done so many hours of it. Yeah. Um he's very, very famous on YouTube now mm. because of it. And and I, I I would just watch every single one of his videos purely just to check that I haven't done something he's oh, really? already done. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, and I won't, mm. because I, I don't I don't listen or watch enough comedy I, mm. apart from in the clubs. Yeah, to know that I've copied someone else. Mm. All I know is that I've authentically, yeah, I've got that material of that. from mm. my head or, or from mm. an observation. Yeah, you just hope that it's different.
1: Yeah, that, that exactly. It's like, but I, I, you these days, you've got to. I, I think you've got to uh, uh, just just go the opposite way. Yeah, you know, yeah. dude. Like, there's all these people going to Edinburgh. I mean, I, my first show I did was called A Side Effect. It was just about my life and how I how I become who I am, and because I used to have a really lot of anger, uh, and it's not a it's quite cliche. It quite cliched, like you know, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's like now uh, I I'm just like I, I'm quite content, you know. I'm really yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy. So, but it's helping my comedy. But I had to to mind that area to to figure out what was the. the made the 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 tw- twisted the knot if you like uh, uh, in my head so w- to do, to do that show, but I, I, I think that I was ma- again where we're talking about making something out of nothing to to have a, a, an axe to grind for comedy to to to, to find where your voice is, yeah. and I think or to make yourself different. I think that's what I was trying to do at the beginning, trying to make a problem or not necessarily not make, uh, exaggerate a problem. I guess that's what comedy is about, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. but I was trying to exaggerate it too much and maybe to make it like 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 a, a a burden that I had to bear. You know, it's like oh, this is my thing that I've got to deal with, guys. You know, there's my problem. Look, I've got eczema, and that's the only—that's uh, that's not
0: yeah. worth writing yeah. our show on. Do you know what I mean? The trouble is, what's going to happen, right? There are so many people that are marginalised, mm. right? Mm. That those that aren't marginalised are going to become the marginalised people, mm. and mm. that's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, that, so we're going to like that. That's it. It's like, oh well, what, what's your what's your problem? You don't have a problem. Well, you've got no voice. You don't. You can't say anything. Yeah. Sit in the corner. Well, oh, now
0: I'm oppressed. Yes,
1: finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> I've got something. That's it. You know, yeah. oh, I've got anger management problems. Oh, well, great, fight, but like. I don't have that, so I don't have that. Uh, so uh, that I don't have that that issue with um, I've, I've lost the
0: train of thought. What are we talking about? Edinburgh, you get. Oh, you, Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. You get caught up in yeah the so, dilution of what Edinburgh is to just be popular to be noticed. Yeah. Whereas now you can just tour with the show you really love. Yeah, and that's it can it. Be Everything you want that's it to be. It,
1: Exactly, yeah. and you and you. I mean, I'm and I, I, was talk, I was saying I was talking to my wife about this as well, and I said, so, you know, you're 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 not you can't be put in a box. You've got all these other things, so just it doesn't matter. You've got, to, you, you can draw from anything. so, but, but people are like, oh, well, they're this, so they're that. So what? They'll, the people that like you will like you. And the people that don't like you, won't like you. And mean. the people that can not accept you for all those things that you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, f- fuck it. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't convince them any more than what you are. Do you know? But I. I, I find that uh, the the when you go people going up to Edinburgh and they're going like lemmings. They're like, oh yeah, you know, going to Edinburgh. It's like, no, I'm not going to Edinburgh. Why? Well, we, there's nine thousand five hundred shows in Edinburgh. Unless you've got some real m- cash behind you, uh, you know, I wouldn't go up there because uh, you're just you're just filling someone else's pocket. Do you know? It's like, uh, like the the. Um, the, the, it's not being. I'm just. I just like the logistics of it. It's just it, you know. Think of the the. It's, it's more than a lottery. It's more than a lottery. It yeah, really yeah. Is. There's only so many media outlets who are going to come to see your show and give you a review. And so like I got one. My first show, I got one person come to my show, and I was playing the uh, the the marquee in the Free Sisters, the the worst place for sound bleed everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. like, and the, the reviewer came on the day that they got their beer delivery for the next two weeks and so I was going great guns for 20 minutes the viewers laughing and everything and it was like and so as soon as the 20 minutes passed I heard the beer brows going like, kong gong like this I getting gonged off every five, five <laughs> seconds it was ridiculous so no but uh, three stars read like a four uh, <laughs> but it was it was really uh, it was I, I enjoy doing it but it's it's trying to get people to the show so you might as well do the small maybe do the small finishes that are viable yeah. and, and or go elsewhere where there are other media outlets or get big in your town, then move out because yeah, exactly. these days it doesn't. I don't think it pays to, to go do it, get some n- m- new material out there, and have fun and meet people and and you know so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, Yeah, it's a fun holiday, you know. Yeah, but like yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put all of your eggs in that basket because no, 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 no. it really doesn't make it. Because I was doing it for years, going, well, you know, going, what, what, what is it? It doesn't really. It's not really. Um, there's certain acts that they will take. There's certain acts they won't take. Yeah. yeah. And at the time, I wasn't good enough. For the the first couple of years, you know, and I was like, well, that I just went there to just get some new material out and get my legs but yeah. it's good to go do that but but like now it's just so many There's there's so much competition and you need money talks up there you know so yeah. i find it's very hard to go and to, i don't i don't think there's any major point unless you've got loads of uh promotion behind you um, we wish everyone who is going up to edinburgh the no best i wish them luck. the best man. have fun no have fun go i mean I, I'm, I'm sad i'm not going but my birthday is in august as well yeah. so i'm gonna have a good time yeah. it's gonna be fine
0: the thing is i know i i, I know people that are now TV names that mm. are still getting over debts, or only really just mm. paid off debts because of Edinburgh. Mm. Um, you know, and it's not all the it's not the be all or end all. There mm. is the is the you could you could book a hundred capacity room in any town in the country. Do as many gigs in that area as possible as you can. Get a bit of a name in the yeah. area. Get on the radio, rally rally up some fans yeah. and you could probably tour around the whole country on the same budget for mm. just one month in Edinburgh. Should think of it like you can rent a theater for 200 quid, right? Yeah. You so might tickets
1: for 7 quid. Yeah. And you've got a quite yeah. big profit. You, you, or you might not you might not fill the room, right? Cuz no one might m- yeah. know you, right? But you might get 15 people. It's so better that... than one person. Yeah. And you're, you've, you you've you it's it's and it's still cheaper than Edinburgh. You can go home at night. and go, oh, Greg, I'm on bed. You know, it's, just, <laughs> yeah. it, it's still cheaper. It's like if you think of it that, way, it's like, well, you haven't lost. You've won.
0: You've, yeah,
1: you're, yeah, like yeah. if you, like, oh God, it, like it's just, it's just find that why don't you just do it like. But it's it's I guess it's easier for people. Okay, I'm going to be there. I've got, everyone else is taking control of like the the admin and you know and that's it. But I but, think yeah. for me it's a bucket
0: list thing and mm. that's it. That's as far as it goes I don't I, I you know I did a lot of acting as a kid I was in plays I got opportunities to go out to Edinburgh. Mm, mm. Um, you know great great vibe mm. amazing place um, but it isn't it isn't the Holy Grail I mm. think I think the comedy clubs I think the dark and dingy corners and mm. pubs and the little rooms that, that don't get used during the week but only get used in the evening mm. are the places where real comedy happens mm. and and yes, I'm sure I'll take many shows to Edinburgh, um, and I'm sure you will in the future.
1: I will, but I think I'll take one in about maybe, maybe five, five years, maybe something five like years. that Five years. I'll get on the podcast in five years' time again. I'll still be doing shows, but I'll still be writing the shows, and yeah, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll be tu- I'll be touring around the UK, around where, wherever I can take it. I'll be taking my shows. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. It's like you know, you, you don't stop just because you're not doing Edinburgh. Doesn't mean you're not writing a show. No, you know, it's true. like it's like that's you've true. always got ideas. You're just still you're a comic comedian. You're always thinking. Yeah,
0: you know it's so. Uh, yeah, thank mm. you so much for joining me, Winter. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Luke. Thank you very, very much good. for having me on, man. For the benefit of the listener, we're shaking we heads. <laughs> <hands. Yeah. laughs> so that was Winter. He's such an easy person to get along with, and we genuinely did speak for hours that day we recorded this. Run over to his website, WinterPhoneander.com. He's got gigs, videos, and all sorts on there for you to feast your eyes on. You should know the spelling of his name by now. The name of the episode was inspired by his name. In fact, it is his name, so you should know the spelling of it, but go check him out all over social medias. The links, all his gigs, social handles are all in the show notes. We also recorded an episode to his podcast, The Comedy Defect, which you should definitely listen to. That will be released sometime in the future. I speak all about the sitcom I'm writing called Hello There and in the process of telling him a distressing experience I had in my past. We also named my first full hour stand up show, which is now going to be called Luke Anthony on the edge. So thanks to Winter for sparking that inspiration in me. And as per usual, please subscribe, rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. Do you know what? That's even more important than donating to the podcast. So please, please, please do that. It really does help. Five stars minimum, please. I'm going to be away for a couple of weeks now, but they've got some amazing guests coming up soon and some really cool conversations, some good friends coming up too so do stay tuned for that but don't forget to buy your tickets now to the live recording which is going to be on Monday the 30th of September there's going to be some awesome comedy from me Mel Byron and my special guest is going to be Rich Wilson who's going to be doing 30 minutes of stand-up comedy and then we're going to have an exclusive conversation to a live audience it's going to be amazing it's really going to be amazing all the information is on the website and also in the show notes there's links and all that sort of stuff where you can buy tickets that only £7 that's all I've got to say to so speak to you in a few weeks have fun much love hello I'm Luke Anthony do you love hearing about the stars careers lives and mental health or well, meet the stars it's a brand new podcast all about that join me every week from Wednesday the 2nd of December for an excellent conversation with a different star each episode Simply go over to members.starevents.online to become a member, which gives you exclusive access to every episode and so many other brilliant features just for you. See you there.